in there? Um, that was actually, actually at my house. Okay. Kaylee was cleaning out our bedroom and had Thankfully, books in there. New books, but... Well, it's actually in our house, <laughs> so... Uh, Sean actually got me a good Christmas... He actually bought me a book for Christmas this year. He asked, because he's asking me like, yeah. before Christmas, he's like, why do I get Cody? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, dude, I have no idea. No, it was like, actually a really good gift. Really? He even came and like took a picture to make sure he didn't buy me like, the same book on my okay. like that. So he actually did some research on it. It was actually like, a thoughtful gift, you know, okay. so, uh, which is good, because he was kind of saying he had a hard time kind of racking his brain, like, what to buy me for Christmas, whatever. And uh, I was like, no, this is a good gift, man. I'm like, this is, it's not like overly expensive. It was thoughtful. I'm like, that's all that really matters when it comes to like a Christmas gift. So you do okay. a good job with it. Because so. he was talking about it, and I was like, to be honest, I don't know. And he goes, well, he's got a lot of books. He reads a lot of books. And I was like, well, give him a book. And so he guess he got you a book. No, he did a good job with it. Uh, it was a thoughtful gift and whatnot. Uh, we had a, a, a proud parent moment yesterday. Uh, Carter got her first pullover in gymnastics yesterday. Oh, okay. It was pretty cool because... Like on her own? Yeah. yeah. Um, it wasn't like a straight arm pullover. Like, that's something you still got to work towards, but... It's like a bent arm, so like you know they have a bar low enough to where she can start with her chin over the bar. Mm-hmm. But she did pull over by herself that way, uh, okay. which was pretty cool, just because of the aspect of she's kind of been working on it for like the past year, and she got. Uh, well, I've seen y'all like kind of mess with her uh, a little yeah. bit at the gym. Yeah, um, it's been kind of cool to kind of see her. She's kind of like having that little mental shift of because uh, Carter naturally, uh, she's one of those like her way her personality is to a degree. If she doesn't. Doesn't come natural to her. She kind of gets whiny, doesn't want to do it mm-hmm. right. But she's kind of starting to learn, you know, that if it doesn't come naturally, like, she has to like learn about it, like understand how to like work towards it. So it's pretty cool to kind of see the light bulb go off. And she got into like the advanced gymnastics class. Okay. So uh, so you have like the normal gymnastics class, you have advanced gymnastics class, and then you have like team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so. She got in the advanced class a few months ago, and she finally got her pullover yesterday, so she was all pumped up about it. And stuff okay. like that. So it's pretty cool to kind of see the... the uh, like the light switch kind of go off? Yeah, the light switch go off. It's it's one thing for your kid just to naturally do something, but for them to actually have to like work towards something and actually see her kind of go through it and actually do it, and then her get super proud of herself for doing it was a pretty cool moment. That was a pretty cool uh, And even like today, like because uh, they were still in a school all this week, um, today's workout they actually worked out with me for, for the most part, and... They were doing the farmer's carries, and we were out there. I was kind of walking with her, and and you could kind of hear, like, trying to, like, work hard, like, trying yeah. to, you know, work, work this line. Like, hey, let's try to get to this line right here. And she's like, okay. And you can kind of hear her grunting and whatnot, trying to get to those points and stuff. So it was kind of cool to kind of see. Uh, I know Kaylee cried. To kind of do that, huh? I know Kaylee cried. She wasn't here. No, no, I'm talking about for the pullover. She wasn't there either. Well, oh, she was, dang. Well, because <laughs> um, she has uh, advanced gymnastics uh, and like Charles at four, well, Kaylee comes and works out at four, so I bring her up mm, there. Okay. But uh, so, but no, Kaylee was pumped for her and whatnot because Kaylee used to teach gymnastics back okay. in the day when she was in college and whatnot. And so uh, she has a lot more of a keen eye to look for than I do. I don't know but what I'm looking good. for. You know, I don't know if they're doing good or bad or, you know, at that young of an age. Because I mean, even with gymnastics, like you hear, like, like Simone Biles is like mm-hmm. the best girl gymnastics of all time. And I remember like listening to an interview like during the Olympics a couple of years ago and they're asked, she said something about she started late in gymnastics and she started at six. That's late. That's late? Yeah, that's late for gymnastics. I started what? late. Yeah, how crazy is that, huh? Because you hit your peak in gymnastics like in late teenager years. You're like what, like 16, 17? Yeah, a lot of those girls are like 16, 17, 18. They're not even college yet. A lot of times like college gymnasts are because they're like old gymnasts. Males, I think they peak a little bit 
like later, I think like the peak of the males are like early twenties. Okay. Uh, but the females speak out like late teens. That's so nuts. And so, uh, I didn't know that. cause you think about me, it's only, you know, 10 years of being a, to the peak of the sport, yeah. right? Like think of any sport, like baseball, years, basketball. Like you're really probably not like really trying to be competitive with it. I imagine. Uh, I mean, some it, probably it, are. It just depends, man. I mean, you got to love those people. Like when it comes to gymnastics, dude, they literally do homeschool gymnastics. Oh, really? Like in these bigger cities like Houston, it's like that. Like they literally do school at the gymnastics clinic. These girls are putting in like 40, 50 hours a week in gymnastics. That's crazy. We even had a, they, they kind of did that in Lake Charles for a short period of time because Kayla would help babysit these two girls and they're pulling like 30 hours a week in gymnastics. Dang. I mean, it's how much volume you had to put in because a lot of it's skills. Yeah. And so you just have to continually keep practicing skills over and over and over again. It's not, uh, I mean, obviously it's a, it's a strenuous sport. It's a tough sport, but a lot of it's skill-based, right? So like... Football, baseball, basketball, like that's impact, you know. I mean, which obviously gymnastics impact, they're still jumping and things like that, but they're not landing in with the people, like, you know. Like that, yeah. So a lot of it's just more skill based over and over and over again, trying to master a skill. And so they put in a lot of volume of, of cool. work. I mean, just like somebody's, like, you know, I think Michael Phelps like swam like seven, eight hours a day. Yeah. You know? I guess if you really think about it, yeah. You ever seen that? that? Like how many calories a day he used to eat? It was what, like 10,000? Like 10,000, yeah. 12,000. Yeah. I didn't see that. I used to think Mike Phelps was like the goat, and he is the goat. He is yeah, a sky swimmer. Um, but now, like, did you see that uh, stat on what's her name, Alex, uh, the girl swimmer, Katie, Katie, what is it, Katie Levick or something? Is that like the big popular girl right now? That's yeah. Like the um, top they showed like the record, the all-time record, and whatever swim that was, and she has all ten times the top ten times top, of all all time top ten times is all her. Dude. Literally just her name, her name, her name, all the way through top ten. I'm like, <coughs> Michael Phelps is because it, it said Michael Phelps is the goat, but he doesn't have this. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Um, and even that guy I sent you or a couple of weeks ago, uh, that Tom Haviland guy, that strongman dude. Strongman guy, yeah. I was flipping through his Instagram, like he's talking about nutrition, and he was saying when he was on his leaner side, he's like three fifty. What? 350. Oh my goodness. And then when he's trying to like bulk per se, he gets just under, like just under 400, like 390 something. Dude, how tall is he though? He's got to be like six, he's seven. He's got to be something. Like he's huge, man. But he'll take in, like he said, between <clears throat> 10 and 12,000 calories a day. That's nuts. When he's trying to like get heavier, like on his lower end, he's consuming like between six and 7,000. On the low end. Jeez, That's so many calories. That's a big dude though. That's a I, humongous I guy. Can't, I don't know who sent me to him first, but I remember seeing him and I'm just like, because the first video I ever saw was the Zerker squat. Mm-hmm. And he's literally squatting. It was like 315 or 405. Well, the one like I saw this. he did. Well, this was a searcher. He did. So the searcher is when you, so you don't know what a searcher is. It's you're holding the bar in the crease of your elbow. Mm-hmm. So think like a front squat, but instead of being on the shoulders, you're basically holding the barbell in the crease of your elbows. And the barbell is basically resting about right around your rib cage area. So, very, very awkward lift. And the guy literally has 396 on the bar, standing with it. He then goes down to a kneeling position while holding it and then lunges back yeah. out with each leg. He does it twice. He does one on each leg. I think that's the one you showed me. <laughs> that's so it's crazy. It's super strong, man. And he does it like all outside. And it's like, it's kind of weird. Yeah, you never see his face. He's no, always got it from his back. Never, it's always his back. He's always got it from his oh, back. He's got like hard heart. Like he's got like a huge scar or like something. I don't know. He's got like his Carhartt pants on yeah. and like a button up shirt always with a hat and like worker boots on. It's, it's, it's pretty damn impressive really, to be honest. And so, um, uh, it but reminds no, me of like what Tom aspires to be. 
What's that? It, it reminds me of what Tom aspires to be. Lots of ball? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I get. Working out in blue jeans. Yeah. Real functional fitness. And so, uh, well, we're officially in, in 2023 now, Kale. 2023. Dude, everybody got tore from that workout on Monday. Dude, everybody's That lunge workout, everybody workout. is still... Still busy. If you came Monday, you know what we're They were coming... About. Even yesterday, they were like, my legs yeah. and ass are so sore. I think this is the first day since that workout on Monday that I don't feel completely okay. trash in the waist down. I did those lunges today in the workout. And I, I stayed a little bit lighter, moved a little bit slower on them. And uh, I feel good now. Now, it could be a little different this okay. afternoon, but it took me a few days to recover from that one. Because a lot of people said they didn't come Tuesday. Which is live in the afternoon. That was Everybody a lot of people. Showed up in the you said there was a lot of people Tuesday. Um, but a lot of people didn't show up Tuesday. They showed up Wednesday and they were like, I am so sorry I didn't come yesterday because I needed to work some of this out and I didn't. <laughs> well, just like we said, I mean, with the uh, the New Year's things, it's not that we necessarily get like a whole bunch of like new incoming people. We'll get a trip, a trickle of people that, uh, that come in, but it's just people that are currently members just start showing up more often. Yeah. You know? Uh, and it's kind of, I guess on a, uh, on a selfish standpoint as like a member, cause you were saying like some of you were giving other people shit and they're like, I haven't seen you all year. Yeah, you well, know, now you go show they're up. They're like you know? taking their pull up spot and stuff. And yeah. They're like, I'm here every day. You are here. You, I never see you. <laughs> and so it was kind of a funny ordeal. So don't be a complete asshole. Like they're trying to, <laughs> they're trying to work on their fitness. They're trying to get back into it. Trying to be an asshole and like deter them from not coming. Like, you know? I see you once a week. I am here four days. A week. <laughs> oh this God! Is my here bar. we go. Here we go. People, CrossFitters are fucking territorial. Oh, they are definitely territorial. Like you have their workout spot on the floor. They have their barbell they want to use. They have their notice, pull-up like, bar. There's not many people that don't work out in like at least the same area, mm-hmm. and then use like the same equipment. Yeah. Every day. Well, like, they'll kind of have their workout spot, right? They might, like, choose... They might move, like, two or three lanes, right? But it's all roughly the same yeah. spot, right? They're not... If they're going to be in the back of the class, they're always in the back of the class. They're never in the front of the class. And the funny thing is, I'll always call people out on it. Because, like, if I see somebody that's, like, normally in the front of the class that goes to the, the back, back, I'm like, I don't know what's happening right now. bad But I don't like it. Okay? Yeah. I need you to go back to your They're trying spot. to hide. I don't want to... You could cheat on their I'm like, this today. doesn't seem right. Yeah. And so, uh, it'd be interesting to see... If how how long it till trickles? He's even said yesterday Wednesday kind of dropped back off. Wednesday kind of dropped a little bit off. Here. Which Monday and Tuesday are always our busier days, and then Wednesday you kind of see it trickle down in attendance, and Thursday really kind of drops off and it picks back up a little bit for Fridays. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what this Saturday brings. Yeah. For attendance. Yeah. Because last you year, never know what Saturday. but a couple of Saturdays last year that the first like three or four Saturdays were pretty jammed out, um, and they kind of leveled back off again. But uh, even what was that? Even this past Monday. Well, Monday, well, that was a holiday. It was a holiday. But, but like, our, the, the 9 o'clock class was But huge. normally, like, you have, like, one class that's not that big. But, like, Both classes 7 big. was, like, I think we had 32. Mm-hmm. And then Heidi said they had, like, 48, 49. There was a like lot of people on Monday class. at 9 o'clock. So, um, but it'd be interesting to see kind of what this Saturday brings and then kind of what next week brings with attendance. Because I think it's still kind of one of those deals that some people will kind of use this week as a little bit longer of a week just because it's a, a shorter week, mm-hmm. right? Because this Monday doesn't, feel, little, like a real week doesn't feel like a real, like full on blown week yet. And then next week, obviously for it to full on, you Dark know, world. beginning of the year kind of deal. I feel like Tuesdays are always the busiest day. Tuesdays? You feel like Tuesdays uh, are busier than Mondays? At least in the afternoon. I don't know about the morning. Uh, it just varies. 45 is pretty consistent. But for like Monday, like 45 is like, it's one of those things. I feel like almost with 445 Mondays and Fridays are their busiest really? days. 
like uh, for some reason, I think a lot of people on Fridays maybe have some shit to do in the afternoons, like they're going out of town or maybe. you know, or they're, they're going, going out or something like that, they're doing something like that. So they're like, I'm gonna come knock it out early. So 4:45 usually on Fridays is usually a pretty big class on, as well. I see that. And so, uh, but yeah, 45 that's a different kind of animal, a, a breed of people that go 45. Y'all are different. Everybody always like says like, I don't know how people do that every single day. It's definitely like a, I mean, it's a task. Mm-hmm. To be, it's not, it's not like just a workout. Like I mean, you're you're fighting demons the whole time. Like it's not it's not for your everyday person. But it's like. one of those things. Nothing, now, nothing's nothing's like ever going to bother you at forty five yeah. a.m. Now you can you can get used to it and you can kind of make it a routine. Mm-hmm. But making it a routine, I imagine, is kind of tough. It just has to be like a habit builder. That's what I'm saying. You got to make yeah. if you don't make it a routine, you're just like on a whim. Like ah, I'm going to go for forty five yeah. on Wednesday. Probably yeah. gonna hit that button. And I guess that's a good leeway to, uh, I guess, more of the topic of the conversation, like, which is a little bit more cliche. It's kind of like the the New Year's resolution kind of okay. stuff in the beginning of the year, I guess, is kind of what we're going to jam on a little bit today. Uh, I guess what, you got any New Year's resolutions you can do this year? Or you're not a New Year's resolution Me, kind of guy? I don't have too many. I don't ever really make them. Um, I feel like when I make them, I don't do them. So, you don't do them? No. You don't say, you don't say I'm, them? Like, I feel like if I made them, because I used to do it in high school, I would make it. I would do it for like two, three months, and then I would... Two or three months still isn't bad though. It's yeah. not bad, but like I would always feel like. Like, what would you do like in the past? Like, give me an example. Uh, man, we used to do all kind of stuff. So like, a lot of our stuff was always like sports based. Sports based. Um, like sports high based, school. Yeah. Um, so it's always like after school you're gonna, we're gonna go work out. We're gonna go work out. <laughs> we're gonna go like if it was baseball, like you go hit ground balls. We go mm-hmm. to the field. Um, if it was football, you would help people run routes or you would do whatever you had to, you had to do. Um, but it was always workout and then do something sports based a lot of the times. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, especially with practice also, I mean, we wouldn't leave the high school till like seven, eight o'clock sometimes. Oh, really? Like, we'd be there for a long That's time. That's a long time. Um, but that was kind of like what we did in high school, but we would do it for two, three months and then one person would stop mm-hmm. and then a little longer later, another person would stop and then it would just be like you and another guy. Like triple down. So it would, it really didn't make it worthwhile, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I never really did it for a long period of time, I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it it's always aggravated me for some reason. What? Uh, New Year's resolutions. Like aggravated you? In yeah. What way? Uh, because I would always see it and people would make it and then they would like literally go right back to it. If that makes sense. What do you like mean? let's say they do like Cokes. Like I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to drink Cokes okay. this year or whatever. It goes for like two months and then you end up seeing them drinking Cokes again. Mm-hmm. It's like, and so I, I never saw like the, the purpose behind it I guess. I gotcha. Uh, yeah, it's one of those things like I think obviously it has like this stigma behind it nowadays. Um, or I guess it's been over for a while, like making New Year's resolutions is being kind of like dumb or, you know, this basic, you know, girl bullshit, yeah. whatever it may be, um, making New Year's resolutions. I think some people, um, to a degree can almost be like embarrassed to say like, I'm making a New Year's resolution because it's like, because some, some people can kind of roll their eyes at it, right? Yeah. And kind of like judge you for, for, for making one or whatever. Uh, but I was actually like, I made a post in the group early this week about, I was actually surprised to kind of read that statistic about how close to half, I think it's like 46% of, like it was like a, a study that found like people who set New Year's resolutions are, there's 46% more likely to be successful with them compared to if they set it at any other time of the year, which I think the success rate was like 4%, like it's so really, really low. Years, like, yeah, so like you have a, a higher likelihood chance of sticking with it if you start at the beginning of the year compared to, let's say you start like in July okay. of this random thing that you're going to try to do, right? And try to pick up on that the, the, 
amount of people that are successful with it, it's a lot lower at random times throughout the year compared to the beginning of time of the year, which I was actually kind of surprised to read that statistic, right? Because you hear of so many people who set these resolutions and just like you said, I mean, a week goes by or, you know, two, three months go by and they're kind of right back to where they were before, kind of doing the same old shit. And so, uh, you know, I thought maybe it was a good conversation. Like, honestly, there's probably, I don't know how many freaking podcasts are going to be published about New Year's resolutions and, and goal setting and all this other bullshit. Uh, you know, and we're going to put our own spin on it, right? And, and hopefully some of you guys need to be able to listen to it, maybe get something out of it that you maybe hadn't heard before. But you think they stick to it because it's like you have a whole lot of motivation starting off the, the new year? Well, I think obviously. Like, like, what do you, what do you, why, like, like, what, like with that study? Like, yeah. why do I think that's. Uh, I think, yeah, I mean, you have just maybe more motivation to start, mm-hmm. right? And, like, it's kind of one of those deals where if you can build a habit um, to start off the beginning of the year, um, when things are maybe – because usually for, for most people, this time of the year is a little less busy compared to the times of year, right? Like, uh, compared to – let's say maybe you're trying to pick up something in October or November, yeah. right? Well, a lot of holiday season stuff goes on, right? Like, especially for us, December seemed like a crazy month for us. Uh, so it would be a lot harder for me personally to maybe pick up a new habit in December compared to the time of the year or during the summer when most of you are taking more vacation time, going on trips, things like that, right? They might have a hard time being more consistent. During the fall, football season's going around. People are playing a lot more sports, like kids are playing sports. Uh, and even to a degree, like baseball is a real popular sport here where a lot of parents are doing travel ball, you know, and like starting baseball and softball. And so like the spring's a super busy time as well, right? So there's always like an excuse to you know, fall off the wagon, so to speak. But it seems like January and February are times where things aren't as crazy for people, per se. Uh, I mean, you got a little bit of Mardi Gras stuff here and there, but for the most part, things seem to tie down in the way of, like, uh, busyness for people that maybe they have a high likelihood chance of, like, being more focused on those habits, right? And then if you can set the pattern to a consistent rate enough to where you can maybe hold on to it for longer points or longer distance in the year compared to something else is maybe my thought behind it. Uh, and honestly, motivation tends to be a little bit higher right now than other times of the year, right? Um, it's actually weird because me and Kara were talking, or I was talking to somebody else about this the other day because he was kind of mentioning the same thing, like you guys are you know, probably going to get really busy with like new people coming in from the gym. I was like, actually for us, it doesn't seem to be the case. We actually... Uh, probably see the, the the most uptick in new members around springtime Spring. because it's uh, when things start to get a little more warm uh, people have a little bit more worth of like oh shit I'm about to be on the beach or, or beach, on like by the outside, pool yeah. or going on a cruise and I'm going to have my shirt off and now I need to you know look a little better a little and now I like, really need to go make yeah. like in a commitment of some kind uh, but when it comes to that study itself I think that's probably maybe a little bit more of a factor is just the fact that A you have a little bit more motivation to start off and, and two, it's a little less busy. So you have a little bit more time to maybe create that habit out front compared to other times of the year, potentially. Uh, I could be wrong on that, but I was actually very surprised. Because most statistics that you usually read on news resolutions is that most people fail at them, right? Which, and that's though. still and that's still a failing rate. I mean, more people will fail yeah, than they will. it's higher than 4%. Yeah, that's, it's higher than 4%. Which is, and that's just one statistic, yeah. right? You could probably find something else to kind of contradict that statement. Uh, but, you know, when it comes to, and we're going to kind of somewhat stay like in, in our lane to a degree, right? We're not going to talk about all kinds of bullshit and uh, other stuff, but when it comes to like health and fitness wise, it's kind of what, this is what you guys obviously listen to it for. Uh, you know, what 
you know, is our, our best reasoning, you know, behind the goal setting and, uh, and the news resolution aspect. And I think the biggest thing that, you know, you might have this idea, okay, I want to do this, right? And I think that's fine. Like great to have goals and New Year's resolutions. I'm not, I'm not shitting on it. I think it's actually probably a good idea for, for, for most people to have something to kind of strive for. But if you're just kind of making something out of thin air or maybe it's something that's been way on that you want to do this and you're not truly understanding like why you want to do it in the first place, right? You'll hear some of people like, oh, yeah. well, you don't want to do, I want to, you know, lose 15 pounds. Okay, well, it's, that's great. Why? Why do you want to lose 15 pounds? And if they can't give you a, an actual solid reason. Like they just want to do it to do it. Okay. Yeah, there, there's, a, there's a solid chance you're probably not going to get it. Right, just because of the fact that there's no, when when shit gets hard and which it inevitably will, I think a lot of people, uh, when they think of a goal they want to do and they from there like come up with a game plan on what they're gonna do, is, as humans we have a tendency to uh, underestimate how hard it's gonna be. Um, they feel like you know well, I have this game plan, all I have to do is execute the game plan, and that and that's true to a degree, but it's gonna be a lot harder to execute the game plan you probably think it than you will. Uh, and a lot of people will maybe put so many restrictions on themselves and so many aspects of the game plan that's going to be really hard to follow, right? Or if they even, even remotely miss out on one individual thing, uh, then the whole game plan goes to shit, right? They're not going to read it, right? Like it has to be all or nothing mindset. And so I think that's the very first thing that you have to kind of start off with is like really truly understanding like why do you even want to do it in the first place? Like um, what's bothering you to want to lose 15 pounds? And if you can't come up with a solid reason why as to what you truly want to lose that weight for, then you're, ne- then you're inevitably probably going to fail because your, your, your true why behind the reason isn't strong enough, right? Because uh, when shit gets tough, you're going you're gonna to opt out from doing it. Um, I kind of used this the other day. I was talking to somebody about nutrition. And we were just talking about you know, nutrition aspects and whatnot. And... Uh, and they've been pretty successful with their nutrition program since we've been working with each other. And we're just talking about, you know, people in general who are on, who are on dieting programs and, uh, you know, people don't have a very low success rate when it comes to so-called dieting. And, uh, and, there, and it's, a, it's a multitude problem. There's, there's a lot of reasons why somebody might fail at it. Uh, but I feel like one of the main reasons that somebody might fail to a degree is, is that the pain of the weight or the... Uh, uncomfortableness of how you look and how you feel hasn't outweighed the amount of work that you're going to have to do to lose the weight yet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you, you're still at that point in time where you're so un, like uncomfortable with yourself and how you feel and how you look in the mirror that you're, you're not willing to make that change yet to, to sacrifice the amount of work and time. That you have you to kind of justify it almost? Well, it's just not worth right. it yet. Right. Like they, they haven't got to the point yet where they're, they're so uncomfortable with themselves and upset with themselves of how things are going and how they look and how they feel that um, it's not worth it yet, right? It's not, it's not, the amount of work they have to put in isn't worth it yet. I'm not, I'm not that uncomfortable, you know? And that's, and that's a conversation I have with people all the time is, especially with nutrition stuff is, uh, you know, all my job is, is, is to tell you, you know, for what you're wanting, this is the work you have to put in. Only you can make that call if the juice is worth a squeeze. And, you know, for some people I've had, conversations before where they're like, you know, I think I'm happy with how things are. I think this is sustainable for me. And I think like, sure, I'd like maybe a little bit leaner or, you know, lose a little bit more weight, but I, well, I understand how much more work that's going to be for me. And I'm not wanting to do that. Right. And I'm like, that's fine. Right. My goal for you is just to get you into a healthy body 
fat range and body composition range. And after that, it's all a land yap. It just depends on what you want more out of it, right? And uh, and for some people, they're, they kind of understand that, right? And I think if you can come to peace with that and understand that, uh, you know, you're not willing to put the work in, right? Not And, and just and put it down as that, that simple. It's like, I'm just not willing to sacrifice any more time for it. And that's fine, but you have to be at peace with that, right? If you can't whine and complain, you know, that you're not more lean or lost more weight or gotten stronger because you haven't put the work in, right? Uh, and I think that's the number one thing is that people uh, who have a hard time with their goal setting or they're reaching their, uh, their health and fitness goals is a lot of times it's just the pain of, or the, of being uncomfortable just hasn't outweighed the amount of work that you have to do yet. And when you reach that point, you know, when things get busy and, and times get tough for you to want to come in consistently to the gym or uh, your nutrition, whatever it may be, you can lean on that. Why as to like, you know, if you're looking to lose 15 pounds, like I want to lose 15 pounds because my, you know, I'm, t- I'm 5% over body, or, uh, body composition I need to be and my cholesterol through the roof. Uh, you know, like triglycerides are thrown off. Like, and like, I don't want to be here to see my kid graduate high school yeah. or whatever it may be, right? It's, it's things like that that uh, that can motivate somebody a little bit further, right? But you have to have a strong connection with that. And, that, and that's, that's such a cliche thing is like the why aspect, right? But, um, but and I, you know, to the degree I've kind of rolled my eyes at that question, that thing as well as like, what's your why? Uh, but the more I've kind of like resonated with it, um, like it's, it's, a lot of things. it's it's a very true thing. It's like when you can start to truly understand, like, you know, the reasoning why you're doing it, you're not just making something out of thin air. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, like for you, but you know, let's say it's baseball, you know, and like my wise, I want to be a D one baseball player. Yeah. Right. Like, well, that's going to require me to do X, Y, and Z. Um, and, and it's, you know, there's other aspects as well that we'll kind of dive into in just a second, but I think the initial things you have to have that you have to have, you have to understand why you're even doing it in the first place. And when, you know, like I said, you're in a situation where you kind of have that moment of like that decision of, am I going to do this or I'm not going to do this right? Or like when it comes to nutrition and you're kind of like, maybe you've had a long day and most people are emotional eaters to a degree and you come home from work and you're stressed and you know, you get home, the kids are crying you got shit. The house is a disaster and you kind of have that moment of, do I want to prepare this meal for me? Or am I just going to go to Taco Bell or McDonald's yeah. and pick me up something to eat, right? You have that split second decision to make. And if you can have that decision, that why to lean on, it makes it a little bit easier, right? And, that, and once you get on the back end of that decision, whether it's one you choose, is either you, you come remorseful or you're proud of yourself depending on the decision you make. For sure. Right? And that's not always an easy, it's an easier said than done. Uh, and then when it comes to like, you know, the proper way of like starting a habit or like a, a fitness goal of some kind is I think a lot of times people maybe try to do too much too quickly. Like make too big of a goal? Make, or, you know. Um, or like do like two a day. Not a some, or yeah, I think this, they try to do too much too quickly, right? Like like you were saying, like for baseball, right? You guys get a class at three and you're doing baseball for four or five hours, yeah. right? That's a lot, right? Compared to say, okay, like guys, like let's go work for an hour. That might have been more sustainable. Probably. Right? Like, and maybe you could have built up your, like, more volume over a period of time. You said, hey, let's go for an hour and go hit, you know, whatever it may be, right? We'll do hitting one day, we'll do fielding the next day. And you guys do alternating days and you just do it for an hour and try to do that for the month of January, right? And then maybe add in more layers as the season gets closer and closer. Uh, and I think a lot of people um, maybe start a little too hot out the gate and they do way too much and 
it's a uh, it's one of those things where it's it's kind of like that habit stacking protocol where um, if you're you know for instance if maybe your goal is to maybe want to read a little bit more right like you're trying to read a book uh, you know if you already have like some type of night nighttime routine where maybe you know you go take a shower before you get, jump in the bed right like but like as soon as I jump out of the shower I get in the bed my first thing is to like read. 10 pages of the book before I go to bed, right? Like you're not, it's not like an over commitment thing where I'm saying, okay, I'm going to read a book a week, yeah. right? Like it's just very simple. And like, and I'm not trying to do it randomly in the middle of the day where I have, you know, something where it'd be hard for me to accomplish that goal, right? Like usually nothing's going on right before you go to bed. You can read that book, right? It's a very easy habit to stack on what you're already doing in a routine of some kind, right? Or like maybe you're trying to work on your mobility this year and you're going to try to get more flexible, right? Like as soon as, like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, as soon as the workout's done, I'm going to spend 10 minutes on mobility, not an hour, yeah. but 10 minutes, right? Uh, I think Something it's Something you can see yourself doing over a long period of time. Yeah, and you can maybe build on that period of time. But first, you got to start being, being consistent with what you're doing. I think, like I said, so, so often than not that we jump in head first uh, with so many things we're trying to do at one time that we never get anything done because we're trying to stack so many things on top yeah. of each other. Uh, you know, and it's probably not realistic if you haven't worked out in three months and you're going to try to start working out five times five a week. Times. That might be a stretch, right? Um, now, there is a little bit of research and study to show that um, some people end up doing a better job with sustainability and longevity if they see at least some type of initial uh, progress. progress out the gate, right? If you can see five or ten pounds out the gate in the first month, like that can motivate you to stuff, see yeah. and then continue to keep going compared to somebody who maybe does a little bit more like a slower approach but doesn't see any progress they might just be discouraged and then quit hey, together working right so there's a little bit of conflicting research with that like what's the best approach is it like come out really hot and try to see a little progress start and that's motivating you to keep going or do you start with the, like the you know the the tourist wins the race aspect and uh you know, you slowly build on that and then, uh, and then go from there, you know? So, uh, there's a little bit of conflicting research there. And I said, I don't know what the right is, right, right answer is. I think it's a little bit more individualized for some people. Um, in my experience to a degree, um, you know, I, I, when it comes to, um, the working out aspect, in my opinion, I think if you can say, if you're not working out at all, right? I think even if you're just starting, I think if you could try to make it a goal of four times a week, except four, is a good goal. Um, I think if you can fall into a consistent routine of coming to the gym, you're less likely. If you'll say, for instance, if I, you know, say you only made a goal like twice a week, and we talked about this before, but. Um, people have a tendency to kind of keep pushing it further and further yeah. back into the weekend and not coming at all. Got a lot of leeway right there. Exactly, right? Compared to if somebody's like, hey, I'm going to go Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, right? That's a lot more of a systematic approach to it. And you and that habit's pretty built in that you're going to show up more consistently, mm -hmm. right? Especially with new incoming people. The people only come in like once or twice a week when they first start are usually the people that cancel on us the quickest, right? Because they haven't built a consistent routine and habit with it. The people who usually start up and they're like, they come in for the first day, what day you want to come in? I'm going to come in tomorrow, right? And they come, and they come the second day and they're like, I'm going to come in tomorrow. 
and they knock out phase one and phase two in like two weeks, yeah. right? Because they're coming like four days a week. And then those are people that usually, stay we stay, I say long time, at least in my experience. Uh, there are exceptions to the rule where you've seen people who gradually build, but that's my experience with people or people who come like all the time, stay coming, you know, yeah. compared to people who just come in randomly throughout, random, like one, like come in one time, next week they come in two times, next week they maybe come in once and maybe like three times. And it's, it's good. They're consistently inconsistent with their workout regimen. Right. And then when it comes to like nutrition, like nutrition is such a, a complicated thing, right. Where, um, it depends on the person, uh, and like kind of what their knowledge is when it comes to nutrition itself. But, uh, you know, like I, like I said, I think it's one of those things where I think a lot of people, they, they make a lot of sacrifices when it comes to nutrition, where they're cutting a lot of food groups and things like that. Uh, and I think if you can keep with the simple protocols of like, like we've done before in the past, like the Shredded by Summer Challenge, mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, stick to protein. That was actually super successful. Yeah. Like stick to protein, uh, stick to enough fruit and vegetable intake, stick to water intake, and stick to a consistent workout regimen. And if you can stick to those like four principles, you can go a really long ways when it comes to body composition, right? Like, yeah, there's a little bit more nuance that to go. Maybe if you want to go a little bit further down the, down the rabbit hole, that maybe there's more information you might need. But that's a very simplistic thing that most people can do without too much of an issue to get started, right? Um, and, you know, for some people, it could be a complete overhaul, but... I don't think it's a crazy leap for at least most of the people here at the gym to accomplish that, right? So if they're not doing anything at all when it comes to nutrition, like not tracking anything, it's just, I think those are simple steps that you can tr- start. It's like just by tracking protein, eating roughly a gram per pound of body weight, put on the person, but a roughly a gram per pound of body weight, eating enough fruits and vegetables in the way of like, I say a bare minimum for most females is 400, for a guy 600. Other than the gold standard is more like closer to 800 for the guys and 600 for the girls. Getting in half your body weight and fluid ounces of water, minimum. As summer months start coming around here pretty soon, then those needs are going to go a little higher. And then working out consistently at least four days a week, right? That can go such a long ways. Uh, and then obviously getting adequate amounts of sleep and things like that. But uh, I, I think as when it comes to nutrition is that we make it a very complex problem. Uh, and even with working out, we make it a complex problem at times when it's like, it's, it's not all that complicated. It's, it's, it's sticking to these very simple core fundamentals. And then from there, just doing that consistently over and over and over again, week after week, right? And I think so many people obviously have the problem of the consistency aspect. And when it comes to like New Year's resolutions and, and goals, things like that, it's, it's not necessarily about the goal itself as the habits that you're building to accomplish those goals, right? That's like, more important than the actual goal itself, right? Yeah, like... I mean, when it comes to like losing, like it's great to have like a goal, like losing 15, 20 pounds, whatever it may be. Uh, but until you've established some type of like habits to accomplish that, right? Like saying, okay, let's say those are going to be the habits. Like, okay, my four habits I'm trying to do is getting enough protein, getting enough fruits and vegetables, getting in four days a week of working out, water intake and sleeping properly, right? Okay. Then I can break that down from there of saying now, Okay, based off the protein intake, what is that going to require? Okay, well, that requires me going to the grocery store once a week and buying meat. That also requires me probably meal prepping that ahead of time. That also requires me weighing and measuring out all the meat that I'm eating in a day and then probably pre-packaging it ahead of time for the week ahead. And then from there, when it comes to fruit and vegetable intake, having a game plan, okay, how much fruit and vegetables do I need? What am I going to eat at each individual meal? 
you know, am I going to have, you know, blueberries in the morning and I'll have an apple at lunch and I'll have a banana before I work out and I'll have, uh, you know, another piece of fruit or vegetable at, at nighttime for dinner to reach my X amount of whole food options in the afternoon, right? When it comes to my water intake, uh, do I need to fill up my water bottle the night before or that morning, you know, when I'm going to sleep, if I'm actually staying up till 11 o'clock at night watching Netflix and waking up at five in the morning, that's only getting six hours of sleep. Yeah. I need to go to bed earlier and you go to bed at 10. Uh, it's, it's things like that, right? And then finding when it comes to like going to the gym, like find a consistent workout routine, right? And for some of you guys that might mean, hey, I gotta, if I consistently cannot get here in the afternoons because of things consistently popping up and then 445 might be the best right. option for you, right? Like I know that is not an easy class to make by any means, <laughs> but I mean, that's an option on the table that you're gonna probably have to take advantage of. I know for me personally, if I just worked, like a normal eight to five job at a normal place, that not obviously not the gym, then for me, as where I'm in my life as a parent, <coughs> 445 would probably be my class time, you know? And that means sacrificing having to go to bed, instead of going to bed by like 9, 30, 10, I'm probably gonna push that closer to like 8, 30, 9 o'clock to get enough adequate amount of sleep. Uh, so you're gonna have to sacrifice a little bit the night before to do wake up that morning, right? You can't just all of a sudden keep going to bed at 10, 10, 30, and start waking up at 4.30. And expect to be okay. Expect to feel great, yeah. right? Like you're going to have to make a little changes to your lifestyle. Uh, and so it's it's not an easy task by any means, right? But um, and kind of going back to the whole entire thing of it all is, is, you know, regardless of what your New Year's resolution is or your goal, whatever that what word you want to use there, is it really comes down to, you know, first off is like, truly why you want to do it. And then second is like, what are the habits that you're going to have to require to accomplish X goal, right? And I think you have to be also a little realistic with yourself and say, you know, what is realistic for me in the way of uh, time and volume I'm willing to put into, right? I think for some people, like all the things I just said, they could probably flip a switch right now and do all those things and do that, you know, for the next 12 months and see a lot of success that way because they can see a progress at the gate and they're very motivated by that. But for some people it might be doing all those things is way too much and they can't sustain that. Right. Is that like the layering? Yeah. Kind of like, so I'm gonna take one piece at a time for the month of January. My goal is to just start adding in more protein to my diet. Right. And that could just be that one simple thing. They're not doing anything else other than what they've done before in the past year. Right. They're still going to come in maybe once or twice a week to work out, but I'm still gonna start, I'm gonna start tracking my protein. That's gonna be my new year's resolution, right? For the for month of January, right? And then maybe in February, they start adding fruits and vegetables. And then maybe by March, they start adding a more water intake. By uh, April, they start coming working out three times a week instead of two times a week, right? And they're kind of layering things in. Now that, that might mean that their progress is slower, but if they find that that is more sustainable for their approach, that's also the approach from them. It's an individualized thing. I can't give somebody like, that's a thing that you have to yeah. do. I'm just kind of laying out some solid principles for most people to kind of start on, right? And you can even break it down to like more miniature things, right? Well, let's say maybe you're doing all these things and you have a simplistic goal of like try to get a pull-up, mm-hmm. right? Like then that's a very simple answer of like, okay, well, you have to say depending on twice a week, maybe Monday and Thursday are going to be the days that you come in before or after class and you spend 10 or 15 minutes working on some pulling or of some kind, right? I'm doing banded pull-ups or negatives or rows or bicep curls, things of that nature that I'm willing to put in just a little bit more volume of work to help accomplish this X goal in a strict pull-up by June or whatever it may be, whatever your goal is. Uh, but 
you know, I guess to kind of wrap it all up, like I don't think like having these resolutions or goals are, are a bad thing. I think, you know, if it allows you to motivate you to, to do all those things, I think all that's great. Right. But you have to have a solid why foundation behind it. I think like that's kind of like the focal point. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, it's one of those things like you don't have to have any of those things. I think obviously you can still live your life perfectly fine because I think social media, you know, nowadays basically all it does is for the most part tell you how bad of a person you are. Yeah. You know, basically, you're not doing all these things. You're doing all these things wrong, and you're a horrible person because you're not doing X, Y, and Z things. Uh, but, I mean, a lot of that stuff can just be a bunch of bullshit that if it truly doesn't resonate with you and what you want in life, then it doesn't really matter. Uh, you have to truly understand, like, why you're doing the things that you're doing. If you, you know, if something's kind of bothering you, like, and you have this, like, motion of, well, I want to change this in my life, you know, then you have to have a strong reason for that. Like, why do you want to even want to do that in the first place until you can truly sit down and like understand that which you know for me I don't have I don't have the best job of even understanding sometimes why I feel a certain ways like because it's even like one thing like me and Kate have talked about before is you know I don't know just as a, a man in general and like kind of how I was raised you really like you're not going to show a whole lot of emotion so mm-hmm. to speak and like I can feel a certain way but I'm like I don't really I have, I, a hard time even, I have a hard time even understanding why I'm feeling yeah. the way I'm feeling sometimes. That's something that I should probably work on. Well, I'm sure, I feel like you kind of fall in the same yeah. boat to a degree. Like, is nobody likes an emotional man all the time. Yeah. who's like constantly up and down with their emotions. I think somebody, if you can kind of stay a little bit more steady, stay at things what you should be, kind of a stoic person as, as a man. And you can use your wife to kind of lean on, your spouse or somebody to kind of lean on to show a little bit more emotion with. But uh, that's just me personally. That's my thoughts. But... Uh, but for me, I've done it for so long of like kind of suppressing things on how I feel like sometimes habit, right? that uh, I can sometimes not even truly understand like why I even feel a certain way about things. And I have to like really like kind of like sit myself for a second, like, like kind of like almost like backtrack, like, okay, like I feel this way. Okay. Why do you feel this way? And I have to like, almost what like, like, like almost like a psychiatrist, <laughs> like with myself, like yeah. truly like break it down in a weird way. Cause but I bet if you actually sat there and you, you really thought about the why, like like about why you're angry or why you're sad or why you're like whatever, like you can actually probably like figure that out. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's it's probably one of those things where like you may not like think about it right now, but like you actually sat there and you thought about it and you like actually put effort into it. You can figure it out really fast. We have to kind of like unravel that onion to a degree where it's like taking one layer at a time off of it and like, like, okay, well, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm upset because of this thing in my life. Right. And, uh, it's, it's very, simple things like you know even like one of our like I don't know if it's like our goal but like one of my goals for the year like for me and Kaylee is like with having as many kids as we do obviously with another one on the way it's ex- extremely hard at times to like truly be with one another mm-hmm. you know like because somebody's always pulling for attention somebody's crying somebody's whining somebody needs something uh, and so it's even hard sometimes to even have like conversations with each yeah. other and like truly like be with each other so, like, at least, like, once a month, like, taking an afternoon to go and, like, go out to eat and, like, just truly, like, be with each other for a moment, right? Like, we haven't done the best job of that since having kids of doing We've done it from time to time, but we haven't been extremely consistent with it, right? To, like, take that time and sacrifice each month and, like, actually have a babysitter plan putting out. Putting time out the way. Putting time, like, and actually going and do that, like, sacrifice time and actually planning it, right? Because uh, there will be a time in life where, obviously, we'll have all the time in the world together, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now it's, it's just more difficult to the season in our life. And so sacrificing that one time that, 
but understanding like why we want to do that, obviously. And I think that's more of a simplistic example to use, right? Like obviously it's important to, you know, talk to your spouse and meet your spouse and like spend individual time with each other, right? And still take the moment to like really care about each other and love each other. Because uh, I mean, you hear it all the time of people having kids and then 20 years later they get divorced after the kids are all out. Because yeah. they're basically living with a stranger who don't know each other anymore. And so, uh, and we don't want that for ourselves. We want to actually sacrifice that time for each other and, and do that and stuff. But um, so hopefully, uh, like I said, I think we've kind of exhausted ourselves on that subject to a degree. Um, but, you know, kind of wrap this all up. If you guys do have any, and I know Kel obviously does most of the, the texting with you guys and kind of reaching out to you every few months, kind of you see how you guys are doing, any goals and things like that. But don't be afraid to reach out to him or, uh, you know, me or any of the coaches of if you have like an, an idea of kind of maybe what you're looking to accomplish when it comes to like health and fitness that, you know, we can sit down and have a game plan for you and kind of really map out, you know, what's going to be the best bet for you and, and the habits that you need to, to build to help get to your X goal that you're looking to accomplish. And so, uh, so hopefully maybe, you know, helped you guys out. Uh, I'm sure there's plenty of other podcasts you could listen to about goal setting and habit building. So we appreciate you guys listening in for you guys that did. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. See y'all later.